The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. First, I'd like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving holiday coming up this Thursday here in the U.S. Uh, But for everyone around the world, I hope you are safe and healthy. Uh, I know this is an extraordinarily difficult time. Uh, None of us have experienced a pandemic before and hopefully won't again, at least not in our lifetime. It's uh, disruptive, to say the least, and it just adds more stress to our already stressful lives, and that's not good. But uh, we got some very good news in the last few days. Uh, Two vaccines that are 95% effective, uh, which is extraordinary, and within about a year from the first cases reported. Uh, My understanding is that normally a vaccine would take 10 years to develop, minimum. Uh, And while a lot of red tape has been cut out, uh, there are also these new uh, vaccine platform technologies, they're called which significantly shortens the development time. So while we're thinking of things to be thankful for, that would be one. Uh, Because can you imagine having to live like this for the next decade or more? It would be, I mean, it's already been devastating uh, from a health standpoint, right? There have been 250,000 deaths here in the U.S. so far, and almost uh, a million and a half deaths worldwide. That's a lot. Uh, Not to mention suicides are way up, drug overdoses, depression, domestic abuse. There's also the trauma to kids uh, due to the disruption in their schooling, in their normal routines, uh, not being able to see their friends, social development issues. And then there's the economic toll, which I don't know, you know, that we can even know to what extent that will be when all the dust settles. Uh, the impact of small businesses, especially in certain sectors, is devastating. So there's a lot of stress to go around in the world right now. Uh, and again, that's on top of stress already inherent in our fast-paced postmodern society in which we live today. And that stress manifests itself in different ways. And uh, one of the most common ways is through our gut, our digestive system. There seems to be a direct link for many folks, myself included, between stress and gut issues, uh, whether it be irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease, or something else. Uh, You can throw heartburn in there too. So I recently read a post on a popular Facebook uh, support group for IBS. It reads, When do you guys get symptoms after eating? I'm having trouble pinpointing triggers as I don't get symptoms straight away, sometimes two days later. Um, Which is a confusing question, to me at least. Um, You know, why does this person assume uh, that their symptoms are from what they ate two days ago, not 
why not yesterday or earlier in the day or three days ago? Anyway, uh, one of the admins of the group replied, because of a wide window of timing of issues, I'm sorry, of symptoms, the most efficient way to identify food triggers is the Monash elimination reintroduction process. Not sure if I said that right. Uh, best done with the help of a FODMAP trained dietitian to help you understand the common pitfalls and other non-FODMAP food triggers. F-O-D-M-A-P. She continues, you have to take two things into consideration. Number one, symptoms that occur soon after eating are unrelated to foods eaten. When any food enters the stomach, the gastrocolic reflex is stimulated, which increases motion in the GI tract to accommodate incoming foods. This can worsen IBS symptoms, irritable bowel syndrome. And, uh, and she provides a link to that. Uh, and then number two, when a trigger food is consumed, it takes four to 48 hours for it to reach the colon to be an IBS trigger. And she has another uh, a link uh, for that. And I'll put, I'll put these links in the show notes. And other people chimed in uh, with their two cents. And, and here's what I wrote, which by the way, garnered more likes than any other comment, although it's not a contest. But I just wanted to point that out because I'm not an expert, like the admin who wrote that comment I just read. Uh, but anyway, I, I wrote, I would suggest first determining if stress is the primary trigger or not. If you jump right into making dietary changes, you may experience some relief, but your body will just find other ways to talk to you if stress is the main issue. So this would be a good time to remind you that I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a doctor. I provide information, but you should always consult your doctor or dietitian for medical or nutritional advice. Very important. So with that said, when it comes to trying to identify triggers of health issues, especially gut-related, it could be really tricky to decipher between cause and effect. So if you're having digestive issues, Naturally, the first thing you think is, what's wrong with my diet? What am I eating that's triggering this? Now, about 15 years ago or so, um, after already having been diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis, I ate an apple one day and my stomach churned for days. Very uncomfortable. And in my case, I didn't need a dietitian or, or uh, to go through some specific process to identify that it was indeed the apple. But anyway... So I avoided apples from then on, and I can't blame anybody for avoiding for avoiding whatever foods or food ingredients uh, they, uh, that seem to be triggering their symptoms. But it doesn't necessarily mean for the rest of your life, you can never eat that food again. Um, anyway, I started having other issues around the same time, like bad heartburn. And not just burning, but literally a pain in my chest. Very uncomfortable. Um... I also started getting random muscle spasms. One time I had muscle spasms in my chest, uh, so I got scared and thought it might be my heart. I went to the ER, they did an EKG and an x-ray and found nothing, thank God. Um, I even had muscle spasms in my eyelids, believe it or not. Crazy. 
So my body was talking to me, screaming at me actually, to pay attention to my stress, which I already had suspected, you know, stress had some impact on my health. But it wasn't until Dr. Peng, my Chinese doctor at the time, her questions about my work and sleep uh, made me realize how direct an impact stress actually had on my health, that it was actually triggering my ulcerative colitis flares. And once I made that realization, I got started thinking about how to manage my stress while not impacting my productivity toward my goals. And I eventually came up with the reactive approach of monitoring my chronic stress levels. And lo and behold, I started seeing results, and it really didn't take that long. There was a noticeable decrease in the frequency and severity of my flares. Also, my muscle spasms miraculously went away. And I've been eating apples almost every day for the last 17 years or so. And because I was now less distracted by health issues, I became more focused than ever on my goals. So it had a twofold benefit. I haven't had a major flare, by the way, since 2007, and I haven't taken meds in years. Now, of course, when I say that, I'm only talking about what I did. Please always talk with your doctor first before adjusting your dosage or stopping altogether. Uh, But getting back to digestive issues and the difficulty of identifying cause and effect, to make it more difficult, stress may not seem like a likely culprit Uh, due to a concept called creeping normalcy. You see, little by little, as we mature, we graduate from school, get married, have kids, buy a house, take on more responsibilities at work. And I realize we don't all fit that mold, but my point is that there's a certain amount of pressure and responsibility that comes with those types of life events. But it builds up so gradually over the years that you might not realize just how much stress you may be experiencing. And even if your stress levels remained pretty constant over the years, you have to think as we get older, our bodies may not be able to withstand the stress as well as when we were younger. Personally, I think it's both. We can't handle the stress as well, plus we're under more stress uh, than when we were younger. So anyway, just keep in mind that stress is a very common culprit or trigger of digestive issues. And you don't have to take my word on it. From what I've seen, you know, monitoring these support groups over the years, I would say at least a third of all folks with IBS, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, or some kind of inflammatory bowel disease strongly suspect stress to be their main trigger. And I know from personal experience also that despite what I just said about creepy normalcy, stress is not usually one of the things that you need help from uh, like a a symptom tracker uh, or something like that to figure out uh, that it is your trigger, stress. Sure as the sky is blue, you will over time figure out for yourself, as I did for myself, whether or not stress is your main trigger. Of course, I believe strongly in reactive stress management, monitoring your chronic stress levels because it's so easy and effective and it offers you a uh, pretty objective assessment of your stress levels. Uh, One thing from a proactive standpoint that's really been growing on me lately is deep breathing exercises because you can do that anywhere. In other words, if you were trying to get into the habit of meditating and you can't seem to remember to do it or for whatever reason you're not sticking to it, just forget the part where you sit still and clear your mind. 
just do the breathing part like four times a day, wherever you might be. Walking the dog, driving in the bathroom, lying in bed, trying to fall asleep. But I think it can really go a long way. And it doesn't have to take up any time in your schedule. So to me, it's a no-brainer. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.